The Winding Stairs Freemasonry Podcast is made possible in part by our exclusive group of supporters. For access to behind-the-scenes footage, bonus content, and more, visit thewindingstairs.com slash support. You have arrived at The Winding Stairs, a program dedicated to Masonic education and the practical side of Freemasonry. I am your host, Juan Sepulveda, professional artist and master mason. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Winding Stairs. I am your host, Juan Sepulveda. Thank you for taking the time to join us in this uh, nice conversation. Today, I have the honor of being in the house of my dear friend, Jason Richards. But not Richard's son. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, thank you so much for having me here. No, thanks so much for coming along. It's always great having, uh, having friends over. It's a pleasure. We're here at his dining table, and we're here also with Brother Nicholas Lane from Castle Island Virtual Lodge in Canada, number 190. Correct. Thanks, Juan. And I would say the same. Thanks, uh, Jason, for welcoming us in your home again. The weather is beautiful here. Uh, unlike what it has been in Florida for the past few weeks. Uh, and we wanted to come together and have a little conversation about what is uh, acting uh, or engaging in Masonic uh, knowledge, Masonic communication, Masonic involvement in a digital form. So, you know, what better brothers to have this conversation with than, you know, the two of you. Uh, Brother Nicholas and and... Jason and I, we've all sat in lodge together virtually and, you know, physically. And for a lot of brothers out there, they, they might not know what that entails. And I'll be honest, my initial reaction, my initial reaction to the idea of a virtual lodge was I, ha I put resistance to it. I mean, that makes no sense to me. How like, I remember how, your, your original uh, pushback. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, how, how, that, that makes no sense. I don't think so. Yeah. And, but it took a I little bit of time. I was skeptical as well. I was skeptical yeah. as well. We had some brothers that were a little bit more open to the idea. And I thought there's no way that that's, you know, that that's doable. I mean, there's no way that that's regular. But it is. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a little bit of, uh, Brief history and time? Yes, because I want to know first how the idea began sure. and those initial obstacles into conveying the idea sure. to the brethren of uh, Manitoba? Manitoba. Manitoba. So I'll give you a brief history and time. So this uh, this lodge was uh, was brought together by, how, how do you do it? Uh, six past grand masters of, of Manitoba. So Manitoba is a province in the middle of Canada. Um, so just give me a little bit of a geography session. So that's just directly above our friends in North Dakota. It's quite cold and quite vast. In the, uh, in the Grand Lodge of Manitoba now, there are 48, uh, lodges throughout all of Manitoba. And they really sit around Southern Manitoba, around the, 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 um, the city limits of, of Winnipeg, which is the capital of Manitoba. Um, it's not a very large province from a, a lodge membership perspective. I think we're less than 700. Probably, um, in in the number of lodges. So, so you take well, let's take the number 40, 49 lodges. Let's assume, assume there's 80 people. So do the math. So it's not very large. 
in that time in 2010, those uh, five past grandmasters said, how do we get education to the brethren of Manitoba? Mm. So you guys are enjoying a nice summertime here, but in Manitoba, it's pretty cold. Manitoba <laughs> in the middle of winter is minus 50. That doesn't matter if you're Celsius or Fahrenheit. Wow. So the idea of getting older members to, to travel for, for, uh, for a, a, uh, an educational lodge is, is, was at that time rather difficult. So they said, how do we make this easier? So they wanted to put together a virtual lodge. So people have asked, how do you do it? And I said, well, that's the first thing. You need to have a, a really open board of general purpose and pass, pass, sitting grandmasters and past grandmasters. Because the challenge you had, and you said, is it regular, right? So our lodges are regularly constituted lodge. We pay full per capita. Every member of our lodge, uh, I live in, in Ontario, not in Manitoba. There's a different story to that, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> um, so we pay that, those dues. And we did that purposely because we wanted to make sure that the Grand Lodge knew that we're a regular lodge. So at any point in time, we can also say to the Grand Lodge for dispensation, we can hold lodge in any lodge building. We choose to meet on the fifth, uh, fifth, fifth Thursday of a month where there's a fifth Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So you asked their question, how did we get there? Fine, people are open. What was the business problem we're trying to solve? Bring education to the masses. How, how does that work? Well, at any point in time, there's two to 300 miles distance between mm -hmm. any of the major lodges. My uh, mother lodge was 520 miles away from, from Winnipeg. Wow. So it's just very vast distances. So we said, well, how do we bring it to the shut-ins? We also said, what about our, our police officers and military? So we thought, well, how do we help those people as well? So when they're traveling, if they're being posted into different regions, how do we do that too? So it was the sick, the infirm, people who couldn't make it, and more importantly, how do we do education? Hmm. We've been through, uh, over the past nine years, we've been through three iterations of major platforms. So we started off in Second Life. So that's how we got our name. They had an avatar called Castle Island in Second Life. Uh -huh. and, and it was really just a lodge that was still trying to get through the, the workings. And for the brothers that don't know what Second Life is, it's almost like the Sims. Yeah, uh, so like a Sim City. Just like Sim City. Yeah. So you would have individual avatars that could yeah. be on a virtual world Correct. going to a virtual place. Correct. Okay. So, so that was their first incarnation of where we're going to be. So then, um, about 2011, uh, one of the, the founders of the lodge, and he was my, my mentor at the time when I was going through that lodge, came to me and says, you're an IT guy. We need an IT guy. I'm like, okay, cool. What do you want me to do? Well, you can be the, the, Leo, the lodge Leo, lodge <laughs> education officer with six sitting past grandmasters. <laughs> let's, cool. let's see what you can teach let's them. Let's see what you can teach them. <laughs> so that was the first thing, but... So really the, the journey then said to us, how do we then go online? So mm -hmm. we started off with, sec, uh, from there, we went then to Adobe Experience. That worked kind of well, not really. From there, we went to, to WebEx and we paid the Cisco WebEx uh, journey. We, we paid for that and it allowed for us to, to get there. So that's our journey. We can talk about where we are now, but you Perfect. asked that first question. So yep. it really allowed for us to, to bring the digital experience online. So the first thing that our Grand Lodge said, yes, we're regularly constituted. Yes, we'll use the regular opening and closing. And I'll tell you why that's important later as we talk about evolution. Mm. So we have a regular opening and closing. We use all of the, the regular work. But um, you don't confer degrees. Correct. Correct. So we are we have the ability to, but because we are virtual, we do not. So we are purely an educational lodge. So we'll meet. We'll have that super really quick business part, which is less than five minutes. 
because I really want to get through business. Then we introduce ourselves online, which all of you guys have done in the past, because it's really kind of interesting for the lodge experience. Now, when you said before, if you were going to go visit your lodge, you would go there and you'd go talk to Tyler, meet the guys. Well, now you're on a digital experience, so now you can meet anybody from anywhere in the world, yeah. which happens quite regularly. So we'll generally at our, any of our meetings today, we'll have people from at least three different you know continents at best, and, and sometimes even five time zones. And, and it, a, a good point of, uh, of order when it comes to that is not just anybody can come in and join the video Correct. meeting. Yes. So how, how is the vetting process, just to make sure that even though you're not in a tiled lodge, in a physical lodge, yes. how are you able to make sure that you guard the, the West Gate and that the people that sit in lodge virtually with you right are worthy and well-qualified? So that's a really good question. So the, the way that we do this today is um, you either send myself or our past secretary an email. So the email is then sent to us saying, hey, I'd like to visit. Once you've made contact to us, we then send you a quick note and we say, please send us your dues card, copy of your 2019 dues card, or a letter from your secretary, because not every jurisdiction in the world has a dues card, saying that you are a fully paid member the second thing we do is we use that great app called Amnity. I use it as the now the secretary. So last year I was the virtual master. So then I will now check to make sure that your lodge is in an Amnity with the Grand Lodge of Manitoba. So now I've checked on you. You've given me, well, by the way, photo ID, because then I want to see who the dues card is matches the person's name. Yeah. So now I know who you are. Are you paid up? And then we invite you through a, a closed Zoom invite. So we will tell you when our meetings are, but you have to have an invite coming from myself or uh, our team to then invite you to that Zoom meeting. So we don't publicize it. It's a one-to-one -one process. As, as we say, it's a fully encrypted channel. We also remind the brethren that they're in, in lodge. So please, you know, dress apparently. So we ask you to work, still wear a, you know, a business suit. Um, from waist up. From waist up, yeah. At, at least, yeah. Yeah, at least. We can no. talk about other parts <laughs> later. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then realistically, then we're asking you to self-tile, and we can talk about that too. Yeah. Now, um, for the brother, many of the brothers that listen to to the Winding Stairs, they know that Jason is another of the co-hosts of the Masonic Roundtable. So uh, he's a close friend for many years, and we've had a lot of Masonic experiences together. But this one in particular, we both had some trepidation as to, okay, okay what is this about... Can you give us a little bit of what your initial concerns were sure. whenever you were considering uh, bringing this idea to the Masonic Roundtable? So I think it was episode 15 um, where we had the ep the first initial episode on Castle Island. Correct. I think so, yeah. Um, and uh, with, with 260 plus episodes of the Masonic Roundtable, uh, you lose track. <laughs> but I think it was one of our very earliest episodes where um, Nick Johnson, who was one of the hosts back then, he's an emeritus host of, of Masonic Roundtable, came to us and said, hey, you know, we got this this lodge that meets online. We should we should all go. Let's 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 just do it. And, you know, for me, being a relatively new Mason at that point, I think at that point in my experience, I'd only been raised for for probably less than a year at that point. Mm -hmm. And um Maybe maybe two years, but I, I was like, well, wait, that I feel like that goes goes against a lot of the central tenets of Freemasonry about you know keeping things in a safe tiled space, 
And, you know, is this, is this regular? Is this, you know, we're not supposed to even talk secrets over the phone. Like, you know, how, how does this work? And the first thing we did, of course, John and I is we went to our list of lodges Masonic. Correct. Uh, which, um, you know, in addition to Amity is one of those quintessential who's who of, yes. of recognition. Before Amity existed, because yes. it didn't exist at that time. Yeah. Yes. That's right. And so Amity is bringing that into the digital age, which is, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, when, when in doubt you go to either Amity or the list of Lodges Masonic. At that point, it was the list of Lodges Masonic. So we looked it up and, Right there, Castle Island Virtual Lodge number 190 is in Amity with the uh, most worshipful Grand Lodge Ancient Free and Accepted Masons of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Yep. And so that really allayed a lot of fears uh, and kind of put them aside to say, okay, this is a regularly constituted lodge. Um, the next thing we had to do, of course, was, was go through our own methodical digest to make sure that, um, you know, attending... A, a tiled meeting in the, from the privacy of our own home was was not actually violating any any policies of our own Grand Lodge, and we didn't see anything in there on that, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, at that point, we we said, okay, let's let's give it a try, and let's let's see what this is all about. So you know, I went upstairs uh, into uh, you know the first TMR green room back before uh, it became the uh, the baby's room and you know shut the door went in and and dialed into my secured webex yeah and with my webcam and just had a fantastic experience mm-hmm. uh met a brother from italy you know just sat in lodge with brothers from around the world it was the first time i was ever able to sit in lodge with nick johnson and i think you mm-hmm. were were you in there mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's the first time I ever sat in lodge with Nick Johnson and Juan, um, and it was just a, a phenomenal experience, and it was so so different yet similar to mm-hmm. the the masonry that uh, that I had experienced thus far in in my time. And one of the things that I still get from from brethren who are who are concerned about. Um, the security of the platform is well okay you know anybody can hack into anything and so nicholas one of the things i wanted you to talk about because we're both it guys mm-hmm. is the security of the platform and and how it how it compares to you know sitting in a regular lodge building sure. that you know anybody could try to bug or whatnot sure yeah we can do that is that is that yeah. your your request now? <laughs> no, no, but we de- I, I definitely want us to to touch on that. Sure. But before that, you mentioned something that it it made me think, and I'm sure that anybody listening who's thinking, okay, well, digital masonry, uh, it, it sounds like a futuristic thing. Uh, it, it sounds it doesn't sound like how we did it in my year, you know. So there there's going to be all of this resistance. Yeah. But two things from the comfort of my own home. Mm-hmm. That was one specific thing that you mentioned, and you said that you had, uh, you had a room uh, up upstairs, mm-hmm. and in that room, how could you prepare that room so that you could attend a meeting, and you know feel as if you're responsible to be the Tyler and also the the regular brother sitting you know in a column. So easy pre coordination. That's what that's what you do whenever you travel in masonry. You pre coordinate. Um, with the secretary, with the lodge, 
Um, for me, it was a simple matter of talking to my wife and saying, hey, I'm going upstairs for a meeting, um, meeting, meeting lodge online. Please don't come in. If you need anything, you know, text me or, or whatnot. Um, but uh, I'm going to have the door shut and we'll, we'll go from there. And, uh, you know, my, my wife was fine with that. I think with with kids, it can be uh, sometimes a bit more of a challenge. Kids and, and dogs and cats. And dogs, yeah. yes. And cats, yeah. uh, but, um, yeah. you know, for, for me, it was just a matter of closing the door and pre-coordinating with my wife to say, hey, this is, this is a space that's going to be off limits for, for this period of time. If you need me, you know, I can, I can come out, yeah. but please don't come in. Well, that's, that's good to know. And for someone to actually interrupt into the process and, and actually barge into a lodge meeting per se, they would have had to, you know, come in through the door of your room and that you've already coordinated. Okay. I need some privacy here because yeah. I'm going to be meeting with the, with the brothers. So that's one aspect of the privacy. The other aspect would be what you brought up with Nicholas and is to have some sort of digital, um, digital barriers so you have some barriers of entry in order for you to be able to to be sitting there in the meeting so uh ignoring the the initial iterations of it because i understand that you know those might not be the most suitable for other yeah. lodges to to yeah. consider if they were to consider it uh, what would you say those barriers of entry are today in the current version of what uh, castle island's virtual lodge is so the, I think the, the, the common platform we're now is Zoom. So we, there's, there's probably three or four digital type um, conferencing systems you could use. There's WebEx, which is, which is a great system by Cisco. Mm -hmm. Just was there. Very <laughs> expensive. That's why we didn't stay there. So why did we leave our current iteration? Why are we sitting on Zoom today? Um, Zoom, as you said earlier, it's, it's a, a fully vetted, um, secure, encrypted channel between you the participant on an encrypted channel to the system in the cloud everything's cloud-based and then to us as the moderators as a moderator and as the virtual master and now the city secretary i have the ability to let you in and also say i can vote you out so i can mute you i can turn off your camera and i can actually reject your meeting kick you from the session i can kick yeah. you from the session yeah. so there's a lot of controls in there so you you gave the analogy today so my job in my regular lodges i'm the tyler so what do we do we're very digital too we have a camera that looks down at the open door and they say well we should lock the door when lodges in session i'm like well what happens for the guy who's late he doesn't have the key you're talking about the physical physical lodge. world yes uh -huh. well you're going to have the key you're going to have the camera you're going to look down the guy comes upstairs comes to the tyler tyler's got a sword theoretically says mm -hmm. hey in our country, we only have swords, if you're best. Not like you guys. <laughs> so, uh, Guns and Lodge is a whole nother episode. That's different. That's, yeah, I don't want to. I learned something fun. But anyway, so <laughs> so then we say, who are you showing me dues card? And, and can you vouch you're in? So in the digital world, we're doing very much the same. But I would say to you, it's actually even more secure. Mm -hmm. Because of the fact that it's, you know, I mean, we can, we're IT guys. We can tell you about the encryption process, but I think half people here would get very mm -hmm. tired for telling them how, yes. how encryption works yes. on digital media. So it's encrypted. Uh, the fact that, I, like I said, I, I vouch for you. So one of the biggest jobs I have really is making sure I know who you are. And for the and the way I'm sending the message to you, it's a one-way process. I send you an invite. 
which also is good and bad. It means if I forgot to put you on the master distribution list, sometimes you will, you will not come in. You'll, hey, there was a meeting. Yeah, well, sorry. Maybe you should be more proactive. But that's really the biggest way that we look forward to, to kind of securing who we are and who we let in. That's right. It's very... to the bonus back to, again, it's, I act as the Tyler, right? In this case, both as the moderator and the secretary and then realistically the Tyler to make sure that I know who's coming in and keeping the right people in and making sure that to your point, we, we, we protect the West Gate. So we started with like one of the most extreme versions of what digital masonry is. Here we are taking what the traditional lodge is. We're yeah. putting it out there right. on the internet so that people from multiple time zones, different uh, jurisdictions, all va vouched for, can come in and have a, a Masonic meeting. But Masonic education is not limited just to what happens in a lodge meeting. 100%. You have Masonic education that happens in a format like the, um, like a Masonic conference, for mm -hmm. example. You have the different format like a, a lesson plan, like we do have in the applied Freemasonry. So part of the, what I wanted to explore in the conversation are those other outlets. Let's say we have brothers who perhaps are in the military. Yeah. And they were raised in a traditional lodge. Mm -hmm. And now they're overseas and they want to they wanna be able to tap in virtually mm -hmm. and be part of an experience like the one we're going to have this Saturday. We're going to be at Esotericon, yeah. uh, an amazing um, collaborative effort. And we have Brother Joe Martinez in, in a panel of amazing uh, Masonic speakers presenting Masonic education and esoteric studies mm -hmm. in one location. Right. Now, how, how would that look from a digital Freemason's perspective? How can a brother have a similar experience to that in the virtual world? Well, one way to do that is to go the Ezekiel Bates method uh, with Masonicon, where they actually uh, record all of their presentations. Of course, Masonicon is completely untiled. Uh, and it's open to anyone. So they record their presentations and put them online. Uh, so that is, there, there, there's a whole spectrum of, of how much involvement and interaction someone can have uh, when it comes to digital masonry. And I'd mm -hmm. say that's probably about maybe in the middle. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you, you could go shift all the way to the left to, you know, have a transcript of the talk, you know, available or, you know, email out the transcripts of the talks to, to certain folks. Um, or you could, you could shift all the way to the right and really put out, um, the, the Castle Island type of, of model and apply that to a big Masonic educational experience like Masonic. This program is made possible in part by freemasonryart.com, an online store of products made by Masons for Masons. It features a growing selection of original Masonic paintings, limited edition artwork, and genuine lambskin Masonic aprons. Imagine yourself walking into your next lodge meeting wearing a hand-painted Masonic apron, like the ones we see displayed in museums. We invite you to look at our growing collection and support the winding stairs through your purchase. For details, go to freemasonryart.com. So, 
I'm excited to see what's happening now with Masonic education and with the digital version of Masonic education. Mm -hmm. But I'm also excited to see in the regular world how telecommuting is becoming a part of our daily lives. Mm -hmm. But both of you have managerial positions or a director position in which you have a group of people that work for you. I don't suspect that you're going to send them all home in the next year or two, and then everybody works remotely. Only the ones I don't like. Oh, that's a good. That's a good strategy. <laughs> Build a little distance. Um, and one of the one of the pushbacks I hear from mm -hmm. a lot of people is that when they're trying to oppose digital Masonic education or digital uh, virtual lodges, is that they don't want to substitute a regular lodge for a virtual lodge, or they don't want to substitute all the Masonic interaction between a mentor and a candidate for a digital video conference. Mm -hmm. um, I don't see that happening. You know, what would you say to brothers that perhaps have been putting resistance to, to that sort of, um, th that sort of progress in, in Masonic yeah. education? So I would say to you that, uh, you're correct. I mean, when we look at, uh, Castle Island, our intent is never to replace a regular bricks and mortar lodge. We're, uh, you know, an augmentation to that whole educational experience. You asked about how do we do it at work. I would say the same thing. Like there's there's times where we can have our workforce at home. There's times where we can have you know a Zoom meeting and we can see each other. But there's just times where you want to sit across from a person to be able to see them, understand who they are, get to know them differently. Mm -hmm. As a person who's come, you know, I've I've left the virtual world a couple times to come meet and have the enjoyment like we're doing today, and it's a very important part. So I, I don't think we're ever going to remove that. Um, Jason talked earlier about it where it's, you know, it's more of a, an onus on the individual. We have a chat session, so there's lots of chat, just similar to what you guys would have in TMR where you see the chat and mm -hmm. you can see that going back and forth. But I think what's really important is when they come back for the third and the fourth time and they say, hey brother, it's nice to see you again. And they have that rapport because they've been visiting enough. Now you can do that. It's almost like a, a, um, a pen pal. Mm -hmm. of the 70s but now we're doing it through a webcam and a process so if you let, let know if you understand what the limitations are and work towards those limitations and don't expect to get that because people say well as you said earlier we're, we're not a full uh, fully regular lodge and we don't do any degree work well we can't right. not today yeah. I would say to you as we move forward and, and we were talking talking about this earlier as the visual visual virtual platform evolves and we have things like Oculus Rift and other technologies where we can put yourself totally into a virtual room. Well, then maybe we can do that. Mm -hmm. And we will evolve to our And in our lodge, we have parts of us thinking about that. What are we going to do when we look at our strategic plan? So our strategic plan is not just to say from the waist up, but what will we be evolving into in the next 10 to 15 years as that digital experience mm -hmm. works? A full telepresence. A full telepresence and a full kind of you are now in a green room but now you feel like you're walking in the green room. Well, that's exciting. So that's cool. <laughs> However, I would say yet again, I don't want to be doing ritual in this lodge ever. Good. Even if you could do that, because I want to be able to meet the man and talk to them as we do ritual. Mm -hmm. I want the, where my plan as a custodian of this lodge is not for us to, to replace that experience. We talked earlier about a room of reflection. We talked about how it's important for the candidate to go through that whole process, to go through the fellow craft and apprentice, master mason's degree, to enjoy that experience. This lodge is not that. Mm -hmm. And if that's what people are saying, well, you can't do that, so therefore I don't want to come. Well, okay, don't. 
But that's not what we're doing. Yeah. We're giving the ability for great speakers to come and talk to us in a clear text with a presentation. It could be a panel and it could be any, any you know, myriad of different processes we use in our lodge that night to help you experience education. And if that's what you're looking for, if that's that thirst of knowledge and you're seeking that light, that's what we're bringing. There's a space there. And that's what the space is. And that's the hole we're filling. Mm -hmm. And if that's not your hole, and that's not the space you're looking for, then then don't 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 come knocking our door because we're not going to provide that to you. Mm -hmm. However, if you are, and as you said, I have had um, U.S. military guys, and, and they've logged into our, and there's a, a, a brother that I know, and I'll see him, and he'll be in his fatigues, and I'm like, is it Sandy where you are? And he, yeah. <laughs> so he's not calling from the regular place. Yeah. I've had meetings where I've opened lodge in a conference in Las Vegas because I was attending a technical conference. I went back, took my tuxedo on, put everything on, put my regalia on, and, and opened lodge. So that's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. But we're not going to replace the regular lodge. Mm -hmm. And I still, I still have the happiness of now meeting all of you and then coming to see you in person. So what does that do? Yeah. It brings like-minded individuals together who want to see the same type of experience, meaning education in a, in a high quality format. Because that's the other thing I'm very concerned about, just as we are all mm -hmm. as digital nations. We want to make sure that the quality we bring to the people is to the utmost quality that we can perform as volunteers. Mm -hmm. We don't do this. We don't get paid to this. Of course. We do this on our weekends and as we do other things within our own lodges and our own lives. And that's that's the, the, the happiness that I think we can provide to you. And as we things see evolve, we will evolve with them. But we're not going to do it at the detriment to what I would classify as a bricks and mortar lodge. That's not, that's not our goal. And you hit on something really important in that answer, Nicholas, which is one of my, my personal kind of social justice warrior uh, influences when it comes to Freemasonry, which is there are different flavors of masonry for different flavors of masons. And there is not one flavor that is better than another. So you look at observant masonry mm -hmm. versus charitable masonry versus fraternal masonry versus digital masonry versus bricks and mortar masonry. And the great thing about this organization is that you can deeply tailor the experience under the same foundational tenets mm -hmm. and provide a different experience to a different person. Yeah, and I think we even do that with our, our speakers too. Sure. Because through the years, as, as the Lodge Education Officer, the Master, now the Secretary, I've seen us evolve even in the quality of what we want to do and how we want to get there. Mm -hmm. And that's and the fun part. It's, it's a first step for, for brothers who are missing something in their experience, mm -hmm. uh, for them to re realize what is it that they're missing from, from the Masonic mix, per se. Yes. And... There are options, and I'll, you know, this is a challenge for the brothers who, who listen or are watching the, the recording, is that find out what it is that you're missing in your Masonic journey. And you have the following options. Either you demand it from the leadership in your lodge, and if they step up to the plate and actually provide it, well, then there is a win. You can become the agent of change for the implementation of that desired component in your lodge. Or you can find a lodge or event that provides that. Mm -hmm. um, when I wanted to talk to you brothers about the digital Masonic experience, I wanted to, you know, of course, hit on 
on the virtual lounge aspect because it's uh, it's a novel to you know relatively mm -hmm. uh, new. Uh, kind of thing yeah. but there are other aspects that I think have a very wide reach like for example a YouTube channel mm -hmm. a podcast and we have the fortune of working on on some of those together um, what would you say Jason that is the the best return on the investment of your time being a part of the Masonic Roundtable oh goodness um... Wow. For me, I've always been deeply inquisi inquisitive, and I, I love doing research, and I love learning new things. And if nothing else, the Masonic Roundtable forces me every week to do my own research mm -hmm. and to learn something new. And um, the other part of the Masonic Roundtable that, that I get as a benefit out of it uh, that might be a little different from, from what the viewers or the listeners get is the enhanced ability to meet brethren from all over the world. And that's, that's a similar benefit to what I get with mm -hmm. Castle Island, mm -hmm. is just being able to, being afforded the luxury to travel, to speak, uh, to engage with brethren that, I, that I've never met before or have only met virtually or on Facebook, etc. And for me, learning new things and meeting new people uh, is the is paramount to my own personal satisfaction when it comes to my Masonic experience. Mm. That lines up a lot with some of the earlier things you expressed in the Masonic Roundtable. I remember you talking about one of the things that drew you the most to, to Masonry was the opportunity to actually get to commiserate with other people and actually have that fraternal bond. Some people come to it for the esoterics, other people come to it for the religious aspects or, you know, mm -hmm. different things. Um, but there's great pleasure that comes out of actually getting to meet people. Um, one thing that I wanted to share is like when I started The Winding Stairs, I started it in a sense out of necessity. I had a deep urge that I wanted to learn more things mm -hmm. and I wanted to share those things with people. Mm -hmm. And because of the way that my wife's work and my work um, was arranged, it was difficult for me to actually continue being physically involved in the in a brick and mortar lodge. Mm -hmm. I was an officer at a Yolo lodge, and I was progressing through the chairs at a you know at a good clip at a good clip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You made eye contact <laughs> to say the least. One too many times. Yeah, uh, and. I was really enjoying having that impact on the, the new members that came to the lodge, being able to help them mm -hmm. in their education, uh, being able to, to sit in the East for a degree. Like that is something that I really enjoyed. And as the scheduling became more difficult in my household, mm -hmm. I, I couldn't continue to fulfill that commitment. Right. And, but I still had the desire and the need to do it. So I figured, you know, I listen to podcasts all the time, and I think this would be a good format for mm -hmm. me to put together some sort of Masonic education, mm -hmm. and that gives me at least those two things. I force myself to learn some new things, mm -hmm. and then I share it with people. Mm -hmm. Now, my expectation was, like, there has to be someone out there who could benefit from it. Mm -hmm. Someone that, you know, commutes a lot to work, doesn't have a lot of time to go to lodge, or you know people that are deployed but little did I know that there were so many people out there that even though they had a brick-and-mortar lodge 
the Masonic education component had been neglected. Yes. So they were benef- they were getting the benefit of now on their commute to work, right. listening to some Masonic education. Yeah. So to me, the most fulfilling thing has been not just being able to implement that, mm-hmm. but to see and hear the feedback from people. Correct. I agree 100%. I think we all have that experience. That's right? amazing. I mean, even mine's not the same as yours from the virtual lodge perspective, but I think the biggest pleasure I think some of us have is being able to show someone the new path forward. You know, the fact that in our, in our virtual lodge, we've had, let me count, seven or eight lodges come in, and the whole lodge will come and visit at the same time en masse. So mm-hmm. we'll use Ezekiel Bates Lodge. They came one time, 30, 30 members at one time. Wow. My average lodge count now for a visitation is around 50 people. 50 to 60 people come to our lodge. Wow. Huh. When was the last time you had 50 to 60 people in your own lodge? Well, that's my year. But, okay. <laughs> Obviously. But then you, you probably worked at it. But, okay, and so, the trustees so, yelled at me for it. So, so then go back to your regular years, right? So most yeah. of us sit around 27 to 30 people, yeah. maybe 32 in a good time. On a good your, day. your DD Jam or some special event, you'll, you'll rock the numbers. But out of those, the, the 42 people that are there, none of them are in any large mass, generally. Yeah. Because then when there's like the, the, the other numbers, then I would say we've had the 100. But generally, I, I count down and call those the number of people. Mm-hmm. So what, what are we finding? What are we all finding? We're having the ability to reach out to different people in different geographies, provide education. All of us here have a thirst for knowledge. And we also have the ability to want to say we want to give back. Because mm-hmm. we don't do this because it's fun. It is, but it isn't. It is fun. It's work. It's work. It's work. And some people say to me, wow, you got a second job. I'm like, yeah. Doesn't pay my Masonic hardly at all. Job. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I pay money to do my second do. job. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's, just, that's the truth. Though. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all of us take time out. We, I mean, I'm traveling here. You're traveling. You know, we're you're helping us. So that's the good part. And, and you asked about the digital transformation. I think that's the transformation we're all in, right? And we act as custodians for that transformation yeah. of podcasts, of virtual lodges, of YouTube channels. What we need to get better at as, as an organization is remove those, those myths. Yeah. The myths of someone's doing something for the wrong reasons. Uh, why are we doing it for, there must be, someone's getting paid to do this. Mm-hmm. Or there's some other weird reason that you're doing this. Or you said earlier before, well, this can't be a real lodge in my case. Well, it is a real lodge. Yeah. We can tell you that. And how? Well, because we've been doing this for, for eight years. Is mm-hmm. it perfect? No. <laughs> Have we had our challenges? 100%. Mm-hmm. And as we evolve, will we continue to have challenges? The answer was yes, because we're going to evolve. Will we leave the basic premise of masonry behind? No, no. never. Yeah. And we're not going to break anything. We're not going to break any of the covenants. We're not going to show people things we're not supposed to show. Yep. Yeah, and that's, that's and good. we're going to be respectful of ourselves and our peers. Yeah, that's the it. grand line and everything else, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have to. And if you're not respectful of both the craft. And the Grand Lodge we're working with, and then the Grand Lodges you're working with. Because we don't want to know you either. Because all you have to do is go back to your Grand Lodge and say, oh, those goofballs. Mm-hmm. They're doing something silly. Well, that's going to go through a Grand Line. And oh, by the way, that's all they all talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we started off, the only way we actually had participants was coming through the Empress Notes. And for those of us who have never been in the Grand Line, that would say is the Empress Notes are all the Grand, grand Officers in North America all get a publication and that's how we were getting all of our first invites for the first two years i didn't have anybody underneath you know a right worshipful i had lots of most worshipers, <laughs> which was rather interesting 
No yes, pressure. your eyebrows go up, and you can imagine me. What am I going to teach these guys? No pressure. No pressure whatsoever. <laughs> so I think that's that's the the cadence we have to look towards, and it's how do we be good custodians on the evolution of that path, and that that path is still yet to be determined. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's our, and that's what we all try to do together as, as a bond, right, between our 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 different call it specialties today: virtual lodge versus podcaster versus YouTube mm-hmm. channel versus mm-hmm. you know digital media guy X. Well, Nicholas, thank you so much for that insight. Uh, from your, um, you know, it's good that you encourage that that pace and that um, participation uh, mm-hmm. for people that may have been a little bit hesitant to consider different, um, you know, Masonic education points of contact. And of course, for the people that listen or, or watch to th- this interview, we might be preaching to the choir, sure. but I think this is a good opportunity for you to share this with someone who may feel some resistance. When you reach out to them and you say, hey, you should listen to this podcast. Well, I don't do podcasts. Well, no, listen to this so that you can get an idea of like what some individuals who had a resistance or had trepidation to being involved in digital Masonic uh, interactions, mm-hmm. um, how they were able to um, validate whether it was a a, a good venture or a, you know a a regular thing to do. Uh, but as we wrap up, I want to be respectful of your time, um, Jason. If you want to tell me, you know, just part with some quick advice to the brethren who may have been missing some elements of fulfillment within their lodge, whether it's Masonic education, what would you say they should do in order to fill that that void? So the biggest thing that that you as as a brother can do to influence your own Masonic experience is to be proactive. And so there I've I've seen brethren who are unfulfilled with their Masonic experience. And they just sit back with an air of pseudo entitlement and say, "Well, this sucks. I'm not I'm not getting what I want. Like this is annoying. Why why don't they do this?" Um, uh, masonry is is not a spectator sport. Um, uh, you know, the, the quintessential spectators are the past masters, and we know that uh, they they come onto the field more often than we'd like them to. Hey, I, res- I respect that. <laughs> you resemble that remark? <laughs> yeah, I do. And so, I, my, my goal with the Masonic Roundtable and with, with my speaking engagements is to, to put the power of Masonic education back into the hands of the individual brother. Mm-hmm. Um, with Masonic education, even with these podcasts, you know, we're not, I'm never out to change someone's mind. Uh, I wouldn't purport to be uh, influential enough or intelligent enough to, to be able to do that. My whole goal with Masonic education is to open someone's mind mm. and to perhaps get someone to think about a perspective or, or another way of thinking that, that they might not have considered before. And if, if they like that perspective and way of thinking, then great. But I think just the practice of getting out of your comfort zone and thinking about something new or something in a new way is uh, so, so incredibly powerful and so incredibly important to our growth as people 
and, mm-hmm. and brothers and our own, um, you know, spiritual and intellectual growth. So be proactive, keep an open mind. Don't set out to change someone's mind about an aspect of Freemasonry or the craft. Just try to learn something new and pass that knowledge on to someone else. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if you are a brother who's missing that educational component, uh, I think you'll you'll find yourself traveling uh, much closer toward fulfilling that that gap in your Masonic experience if you just kind of take it take the initiative and uh, learn something new and pass that new knowledge on to someone else. I like that, and I hope that brothers take that to heart and actually uh, follow suit with that. Uh, and Nicholas, you know, if you have a, a brief tip or advice for brothers who are missing something. <laughs> in their Masonic experience, what what would you say? I would say similar to what Jason said. Okay. It, it's, it's, it's not gonna come to you by someone else finding it for you. Um, one of you said to me a while back, when you talk about education, find something you, you wanna learn about. Mm-hmm. If, if it's not something that you can grab a hold of and want to learn about, then you won't enjoy the journey. Yeah. So if it's symbolism or esoterics find something that you've been interested in and start small mm-hmm. just don't go to that masonic library and think that if you go and open the doors you'll find 500 books that are now going to give you some sort of uh, enlightenment because that's <laughs> not going to happen i tried that once it didn't work very well find something you like you put it you put it. esoteric uh, under your pillow yeah and then you wake up with a beard yeah. I tried that with quantum mechanics. Didn't work either. Yes. But, so, so my, my quick wins. Yeah, my quick win is just just go find something. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of media out there. There's a lot of great podcasts. But more importantly, go talk to the other brethren who are interested in education, and they'll go give you a little quick tip. That's that's great. And in your work that you did that one time with the uh, resource guide, mm-hmm. things that you can go to. Those are the things that I think people need to go to. There's other sources out there. You don't have to kill yourself. Just spend the time. Go look for some good education, but find something that you can have fun at. That's my that's short good. words of wisdom. That's some good advice. Uh, Nicholas, thank you so much for your time. Jason, thank you, thank you for your hospitality. Of course. And for the brothers of the Winding Stairs, I, I hope that you were able to get something out of this conversation that will push you in the, in the right direction. Um, ideally, you make your lodge experience the best one possible so that not just you, but the brothers in your lodge can have a great Masonic experience. If after putting uh, an effort into that, or if you're not able to be in your physical lodge, I would suggest that you find all the different resources that you can. Physical books, digital books, uh, digital uh, education like podcasts, um, YouTube channels, uh, even virtual lodge if you're if you're daring enough and want to give it a try, but but it's up to you. You, if you turn your back in the in the you know turn your back on the fraternity because you're not getting from it what you expected, it's not necessarily someone else's fault. There is a way in which you can materialize the experience that you want to have in masonry, and I encourage you to actually do that. Go out there, find it because there's a lot that you can gain from it, a lot that your family and your community can gain from you growing in masonry. Hey, before you switch to the next podcast, let me ask you a question. Did you find this episode enjoyable? 
Did you find any part of it edifying or informative? If so, please consider supporting our show by choosing one of these options, mainly by sharing it with other brothers through social media, on your Lodge's website or through your own blog, by making a purchase through freemasonryart.com, or by joining our exclusive group of supporters through patreon.com for early access to our podcast episodes, behind-the-scenes look at the creation process, and many other benefits, visit thewindingstairs.com forward slash support. Regardless of the way in which you choose to support our show, thank you. And as always, may your steps be firm and your path illuminated as we continue our journey up the winding stairs. Stairs.